have you ever been preached to and the first thing the person tells you is come to my church jesus is going to make you rich or come to my church jesus is going to solve your uh, marriage problems come to my church jesus is going to give you a new car well yeah i think i've been there before yeah and i've preached to someone before that come to my church jesus is going to give you good grades so in this episode i'm going to be talking about use the gospel Hey guys, what's up? It's a beautiful Monday morning. I hope you're on your way to work. Um, I hope your week is starting out fine. So basically this week I'm looking at a topic that's been really, really opening up in my mind for a long time. And I also want time to tell something around it. You know how maybe if somebody's trying to sell you a phone or somebody's trying to sell you a new car and they go about the features of, you know, this phone can this phone can zoom one million times. This phone, when you touch it by the side, it lights up on these edges. This phone, when you wave your hand over it, it smells back at you. And they go on and on about all the side features of the phone and they never really talk about the main features of the phone. I believe that everyone who hears that is going to know that that, that salesman or whoever is talking about that phone is doing the phone a great disservice. Now, I'm not saying that when we are to preach the gospel, we are salesmen or we are to go about that with the mindset of salesmen. It's not marketing. It's not product marketing. But my point here is, as it concerns the gospel or every other thing attached to the death of Jesus that we've come to gain, we must understand that we stay on the meat. The side, the side servings are good. They are, they are, they are nice. But that should not be what we would always focus on. That should not be the focus. And why am I saying this? Because I've noticed it has happened many times. People get distracted. And people even forget why the church even exists. Because I saw somebody tweeted one time and I was like, enough of, you know, teaching about Jesus and blah, 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 blah. You've learned about that in Sunday school. Uh, your church should teach you how to balance a book sheet, <laughs> a checkbook. Your church should teach you how to mix. And I'm like, are you guys... <laughs> Because if you actually read, read your Bible, you know that the apostles said they, they needed to face the weightier matters that is giving themselves to the ministry of prayer and the word of God. So they needed people that would help them serving tables because they knew serving tables was a distraction. It was a side. Do you get people get distracted by these things? And this is where I'm going. All that kind of mindset really stems out from. Maybe someone was preached to and the gospel they heard was, Jesus became poor for your sake so that you can be rich. And this kind of poverty was not explained. That Jesus did not, it wasn't that Jesus was using Louis Vuitton and Jesus started using Nike and made in our bag for our sake so that we, we can use Louis Vuitton, so that we can use Prada shoes or so that... Because that is the mindset some people enter into the gospel. Now they don't know the purpose of the church. They don't understand why we have to hear the same thing again and again. They don't understand why the fundamental principles are touched over again and again. They don't understand why we have to live by the word of God. Because I mean, this Jesus is going to make me rich. That's what he told me. So first, I want to say that scripture most times is even misinterpreted by many Christians. And there are many other scriptures that talk about our spiritual wealth and our spiritual inheritance. That many Christians actually, I wouldn't say carnally minded, but 
maybe genuinely misinterpret to mean material wealth? So these are the questions I think people should ask themselves. So what if you're in orange? Like what if you actually receive that because one day you don't end up getting rich? Does it mean that Jesus died in vain? Another question you should also ask is, if that was why Jesus actually died, I think the world richest people should be Christians. Don't you think so? Now, when we ask ourselves these questions, we understand that far beyond us being alright materially on earth, Jesus died for something more important. He died for our eternal salvation. He died that we might have redemption, that we might have forgiveness of sins, that we might have justification. These are the things that people should hear when we preach the gospel. So it's not just enough to say that you can't use the gospel. You can't. You must also understand that there's a way the gospel should be preached. Because when we preach an adulterated version of the gospel, it makes for people who they only think of the side attractions that come with being in Christ. So when things get tough, the questions now begin that this was not what we bargained for from the beginning. This is not what... And you would see in scriptures when people would say, What can tear us away from the love of God? Shall, shall, shall famine? Shall this? Shall that? But this is not the mindset that people like that will have. Because first, I came into Jesus to be rich. And I must tell you something. If that's like the reason why anybody preached to you, or I'm sorry that you had to receive that, because even the devil can make anyone rich. And that, that, that's like 0.0000001 of all the things that Jesus came for. Jesus didn't even come for you to be rich. He came for you to be rich spiritually. He came for you to be rich in your spirit. I know that sounds like, ah, so it's not a good to be that one now. Okay, he came for me to be rich in my spirit. Surely I can use it to buy bread. <laughs> now, that's the canal expression to it. So now this begins the question, so what is the gospel? The gospel preached is the death the resurrection of Jesus and the ascension of Jesus, the substitutionary work of that is the gospel preached that he died and it was. This is not me cooking it up. Check your Bible, Romans 10. You can read from maybe from 8 if you like, or if you like reading many scriptures, many verses before the actual verse, maybe you can start by 6. But also, majorly starting from 8, you see that it says. Hated. The word is not thee, even in thy mouth and in thy heart. And that is the word of faith which you preach. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and thou shalt believe in thy heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. <laughs> so first, you are that's why if you see someone who maybe they are struggling with their faith, atheism or agnosticism or whatever it's called. What did they were attacks is their understanding of the death of Jesus. That did he really die? Was he really raised? Once that is affected, there's no strong basis for your faith. Because how do you say you are saved if you do not believe in the death and resurrection of Jesus? So I know we want to always try to get people to, maybe we are marketers by nature, and want to get people to see, you know, there's so much, so much. But I tell you, the most cogent thing that people must know first about the, about the gospel is this that Jesus died for them and he was raised on the third day. Any other thing apart from this will raise men with light hearts. Why am I saying this? Because life is life, life is going to be hard. 
he's not promising that life is going to be soft or when you get into Jesus, it's just all rosy or you're, you're still going to wake up in the morning and go to your job. Money will not be falling from heaven in your room. You don't just shout Jesus three times, bah, 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 and dollars will fall. You're still going to walk to earn money. You're still going to, because people, people mistake this. That's one thing people do. You get born again now, now you want to become a liability to your community. You're not creating value. You're not doing anything. You just want to sit, study your word, read, pray, pray, the, pray, and that's it. Just want to pray, study the word, that's it. You're not, you're going to be poor. There's, there's no, there's, I'm, I'm saying it. There's no way out of that. You're going to be poor. So it's not a matter of maybe this person is trying to, no. If you do not work, because say, let's look at the scripture where, where Paul was talking about those who used to steal, they should steal no more. And they should work now so that they might have to give to the poor. And I'm thinking, oh, so work exists even after you get into Christ. Because many people, the way the brain functions, many people, the way they see it is, we just need to shut this off, like focus. Things of the world are not important. Just focus. Don't go after this. Don't work. I will tell you, if you, like, it is the law of life. I know you are born again now. I know you are saved. But you still work to earn money that you will spend on this earth that you are still on. So you must understand this. So now somebody might be asking, so what is the hope that we have? The hope that we have is eternal. The hope that we have is not in things here. The hope that we have is not in gathering 10 Bugattis and saying, praise master Jesus, or having 120 suits. And whether we like it or not, there will be great Christians and there will be poor Christians. And this does not make for a difference in the quality of eternal life that they have. Because why? Some people might just be rich by the virtue of where they've been placed and called to execute their actions. Imagine someone who God has sent to preach in very remote parts of Nigeria. First, even people that stay in mega cities are not as rich. There's no how except the person is doing money laundering. But if you are actually pastoring a shepherd and facing God's word, maybe living on subsistence farming, they would not have, I'm not going to say they will not have enough, but they're not going to be bastard rich. Like many people say, many Christians are going to be when they receive the gospel. So you must understand the dichotomy of there are poor Christians, there are rich Christians. And why is it instructed that in the Bible that the apostles say they were serving tables, they will, they will bring their food, they will break bread together, everybody will bring it, they will share it again, distribution of wealth. Because they were still poor people after they had given their life to Christ. Do you get? I know some people have preached to you that, you know, the reason why some Christians are poor is because they don't. Some of these things can be true. Most of the times, maybe people are just not like economically aligned in the path to become rich materially. And that's okay too. We must understand that there's much more to Christianity than our material possessions. Because what, what happens when, okay, everything is going fine, you have all the cars, and then you lose everything? What happens to your faith? What kind of understanding do you have now of Jesus that has promised to make you rich? Because one, you must know that some of, most of these things are side. And when there are Christians that have some of these things, it, 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 the way I view material possessions and you know money and all dresses, I feel like it's a strong back end for your assignment. Wherever you've been called, it just and this doesn't mean that anybody who is like really rich and it means that God God's assignment for them is it, the quality of work that God has asked you to do that is important. It's not the amount of money that is backed up by it. Do you get? Because somebody can be instructed to do something now and God feels everything you need to get this done, God backs you up with it. Yes, that's good. 
and then, then because people don't like to hear this i possible was saying something that i learned to abase and abound you 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 well, what did you think he was talking about because people would jump on that scripture and say i can do all things through christ that strengthen me that's good that's okay you can do but he was talking about abasing and abounding in that in that verse about everything and abounding is you know how to adjust yourself when things are when there's a little supper and you know how to enjoy when it's a lot you know how to be liberal when there's so much you're not tying your entire eternal salvation you're not tying your entire eternal worth to your material possessions. I feel I've said a lot, but I just want to bring you back that if we're ever going to preach anything to anyone, if we're ever going to preach any salvation to anyone, please don't start with the side attractions. Please start with the main cause. Please serve them what is good and what will benefit them in the long run. Because everyone must know that beyond having money here on earth, beyond living the best life on here on earth, there is eternity, and eternity is way longer than that. So, the greatest joy is first having your eternal salvation. The greatest joy is first having your eternity secured. And you're sure that this person is safe. Then you cannot walk them through the workings of dominating in this world, you know, getting the best life out of this world. And you must also understand that when things get tough, when going gets, you know, rough, Jesus is your anchor because you have a hope that is beyond this place, a hope that is beyond this world of despair, this world of... Do you get... Things will get sweet. You enjoy yourself. Glory to God. And if it doesn't, Jesus is still Lord. God is still on his throne. Jesus still died for me. And I have justification, redemption. You know, the price not they reduce for market. Inflation not they touch my justification. Do you get? I would have loved to continue and say a lot more. But I hope this has been impactful. And in any way, if you have to preach the gospel to anyone, please do not start with the side and teach them what is important. And also, if concerning anything, concerning any benefit that will come in in Christ Jesus, it is not enough to say that if we don't pray, the devil is going to make a mess of our life. That's okay. But we must also tell people that when you pray, you have the opportunity to commune with God. I mean, weigh in the balance, which one weighs more? One is a side effect, one is more important. It's like saying, preaching the gospel and then uh, preaching hell first. I mean, there's so much more that Jesus died for. Not to say that they, they, people are not going to go to hell, but is that what you want to use to start the foundation of what they are entering? So these are the things that we must ask ourselves. And we must focus on the main cause. You don't serve people's sides. It's a disservice to them and whatever they will become in the future. I hope this episode has been quite insightful. Don't forget to subscribe, add it to your playlist, available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. I'll see you some other time to the best week of our lives. Bye out.